0: Hey John, how are you today? Hey Elliot, good thanks.
1: Uh, so, uh, just this morning, Transparency International uh, issued their Corruption Perceptions Index for 2020. Um, I know you're familiar with the index. It's a uh, it's a, an effort by uh, this organization to create a way to look at public corruption. On a comparative basis with countries around the world, and so part of the way they do that is they use a number of data elements. I think it's 13 different types of surveys and things like that, and they take they come up with a way to combine all the scores and then rank the countries. And so, New Zealand and Denmark were the least have the least uh, per, lowest perception of public corruption according to the index this year. Um, they have scores of 88 on a zero to hundred scale and Somalia and South Sudan uh, were the lowest. Um, there were 180 countries, I think. So uh, they, um, they had scores of 12. So I'm assuming you saw that. Um, yeah. And
0: interesting, obviously the focus was co- the response to COVID-19, which makes it, uh, obviously all the sense in the world. And, the, you know, the notion of corruption in healthcare, how that could not just risk losing lives, but it affects the economy. And as we know, in the country, social justice and that sort of thing, I think it's a pretty it's it's been out, I think, since 2012 is uh, they've been doing this, this index. And I think there's enough metrics there to make it a pretty valuable assessment. Uh, for those of us that are in the sort of compliance community it gives you an understanding at least on the public side what areas uh where where there are gaps and you know um what areas need improvement besides just a list of countries so I thought I thought that was pretty interesting and again the focus being on the COVID-19
1: response makes
0: all the sense in the world
1: yes absolutely um yeah I think you are right I think it is 2012 and and they have uh worked very hard to keep their methodology consistent. So you really, uh, so they can, and other people can do, um, uh, compare, you know, year to year comparisons, trend data. Um, you know, so how did the U S fare in this? The
0: U S came in, it's the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the number was 67, which is the lowest it's been since I believe 2012. And, um, no surprise, in large part because of the inadequate, to say the least, response to the pandemic by the government. I think there's no question. And and I go back to the summary, which makes a broader statement besides the U.S., and I thought this was interesting and worth repeating. The emergency response to the pandemic revealed enormous cracks in health systems, democratic institutions, and underscored that those in power who hold purse strings, government purse strings, often serve their own interests instead of the most vulnerable. And that is just so true. And they close by saying, as the global community transitions from crisis to recovery, anti-corruption efforts must keep pace. So it's not just a response to the medical issues, which are obviously massive, but anti-corruption. And they come up with a series of recommendations, which are not overly dramatic, but are certainly logical. And there's four that I see here. Strengthen the oversight of institutions. I think, of course, that makes sense. Make sure the resources are there. Uh, A broad goal of defending democracy and promoting civic space because of, obviously, the the violent reactions in many countries, including our own, uh, of, of groups. You know, I just saw yesterday in your own lovely state of Wisconsin, which I consider a second state for myself having gone to school there, but the legislature passed a anti-masking or they overturned the the masking requirements that had been in place. So, you know, we still have insanity going on in some of these places, but that's, you know, promoting civic space. The other two recommendations uh, were to ensure open and transparent contracting. And obviously we've seen from talking to our friends in law enforcement, some of the fraud committed, by those that are pretending to be charities or pretending to sell PPE, that sort of thing. And then publishing relevant data, guaranteeing access to that data, going pointing to our own country. We've, we've, we know that Florida sort of uh, book, you know, jiggled the books, if you will, um, in terms of data. And so if you don't have the right data, you can't make responses. So I think, again, those four recommendations are relevant here in our own country and obviously elsewhere around the globe.
1: Yeah, I would uh encourage people to uh uh go out and take a look at this. Uh be really easy to find, but it's at transparency.org and you know, it was it was posted this morning. They have uh it's a very comprehensive uh look. They also look at uh the the globe by regions. Uh so you can look at the Americas or East Asia, um, Western Europe, things like that to really see how areas, trading groups, Um, other, you know, other slices and dices, uh, uh, really, uh, show up and, and the recommendations tell us that, um, you know, while COVID is obviously a huge medical challenge for the globe, um, it, it's had, uh, rippling impacts that are far beyond traditional healthcare.
0: I'll end with this. There's a line here that I couldn't set any better. Uh, they say their research shows quote that corruption continues to undermine democracy even during the pandemic. So, unquote. So, obviously, corruption is a key issue for us in the AML world, and it just shows how it impacts adjacent areas, including
1: healthcare. Yep. All right, John. Good talk. Talk next week. All right. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. You too. Bye-bye.